talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You, 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 you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You, I'm talking to you. Hi, everyone. I'm Barbara Angela Miller, and you're listening to Vocal Points. Yes, this week, my podcast is entitled Itching Ears. Yes, you heard that right. Itching Ears. This is another one of those messages formed in the wee hours of the morning, which put a smile on my face. I trust that as I go through the scripture where it is mentioned, it will give some understanding as it did for me. In 2 Timothy 4, 2 to 4, the Amplified Version, it says, Preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right, and even when it is not, keep in your sense of urgency. Whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome, Correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing toward spiritual maturity with an inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing. They will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold, and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. The part that says, wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, one translation calls it itching ears. That's where I got it from. It's in verse 3 in the King James Version. It says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will heap to themselves teachers in accordance with their own lusts. This scripture gave me more meaning to my weekly podcast. So as I push out the word of God as instructed by the spirit of God, I realize at times my vocal points would do just that. It will be in season and out of season. Basically, not popular. We will hear and make adjustments to our thinking. It's called repent, which means turn away from doing wrong. The word will point out errors, but God's intent will be for one to be restored back to him, to constantly be in his presence, in our natural habitat, our natural place of abode. We want to abide in God. This is where we live and move and have our entire being. That's where we reflect the image of God. His imagination for creating the individual, you and me. There's only one original me and only one original you. No one has our fingerprints. The hairs on our head are numbered by our creator. 
That's amazing. We were painstakingly formed by him. The Bible says we were fearfully and wonderfully made. So it's important to stay in his presence. Sin, unforgiveness, idol worship, living a lie separates us from our Heavenly Father. In James 5, 19-20, the Amplified Version, it says, My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you strays from the truth and falls into error and another turns him back to God, let the latter one know that the one who has turned a sinner from the error of his way will save that one's soul from death and cover a multitude of sins, that is, obtain the pardon of many sins committed by the one who has been restored. God loves a repentant heart, one that identifies their errors and turns away from wrong. The Bible calls it producing fruit of repentance. The evidence is the change of action, right? When we change, that's producing the fruit of repentance. In Acts 17, 29 to 31, the Amplified Version, it says, so then, being God's children, we should not think that the divine nature, the deity, is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination or skill of man. Therefore God overlooked and disregarded the former ages of ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. That is, to change their old way of thinking, to regret their past sins, and to seek God's purpose for their lives. Verse 31, because he has set a day when he will judge the inhabited world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed and destined for that task, and he has provided credible proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. You see, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Many of us in Christendom believe that God always hears us when we call on him, but not so. James 4, 3-6, the Amplified Version again, he says, You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? He gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And I believe finally, in Romans 12 verse 2, the Amplified Version again. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Children of God, we must be wary when the world is involved in any Christian celebrations. 
We are in the world, but not of the world. It's so simple to come into the presence of God and to come into his kingdom, to be born in his kingdom. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Now, this is the confession you make. As a person just coming to know God, you can't confess all your sins. That's impossible. But you have to acknowledge that you were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And this is a confession you make with your mouth before the Father. You say, Father, I'm a sinner, but I believe in your son, Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one, that he came and sacrificed himself. He died for my sins. And Lord, I believe that he died and that he rose again on the third day for my sins, according to the scriptures. And I now believe in him, the son of God. That kind of prayer turns God towards you and you will begin a new journey with the Father. That's so simple, isn't it? And you become a son of God, born into his kingdom. Wow, that is just so beautiful. It's very, very simple. And that's where his Holy Spirit comes and abides with you and teaches you how to walk with him. You come into fellowship with other believers that are walking in the truth of God, asking God to lead you into all truth. If you pray that prayer, you're born again. Congratulations. This concludes my message for this week. I trust that you took notes from this message, just like I did. My brothers and sisters, be blessed. You, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You, 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 you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You, I'm talking to you. I am an influencer. I am sent to speak life into the hearts of people and stir up belief in their God-given potential. If you would like to partner financially with me in providing more content like this, then you can do so through my PayPal account, which is www.paypal.me forward slash truegel, T-R-U-E-J-E-L.